Hey, Chloe. How was your day? Well, I made a boy cry. You did? How? I told him he had a small woba. <laughs> and what happened? And then Miss Melissa made me sit in the corner. Aw, Chloe. Did you know that paste tastes great? <laughs> I did. Why do you think I do what I do? It's the Fantasy Baseball Hour with Matt Stryker and Mike the Roto Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Baseball Hour. I'm your host, Matt Stryker, flying solo today as my partner, Mike the Rotocop, is off protecting arguably the most important person on the face of the earth. A tip of the cap to all the men and women of law enforcement. Of course, it is police week. And in spite of what you may read or see in the media, don't let a few bad apples spoil the bunch. These men and women lay down their lives each and every day. So when you see a law enforcement officer out there, you see a first responder, you see a military person, even a TSA agent, just nod and give them a look in the eye and let them know that you appreciate them because they do lay down their lives each and every day. And speaking of lives, uh, I would like to use this platform uh, just for, for something here. In the last 24 hours, uh, some situations have really hit home to all of us here at the Fantasy Baseball Hour, all of us at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and um, all of us in the professional wrestling world. Just want to let you know that if you're going through something, you're not alone. The world is so small these days. You can open up your social media and just put out a post and say, hey, feeling some sort of way. Anybody out there? And you'll be surprised how many people will respond to you. It may be people you've never met before. It may be your closest friends, but merely asking for help. That's the first step. And, and if you know or suspect someone in your life or even someone in your daily, you know, someone at the, at the local Starbucks where you get your coffee or the deli where you get your bacon, egg and cheese, if you think they're going through something, just say, hey, how's your day going? And you'll be surprised that they take a minute and they actually open up to you. And when that door opens up, it invites an opportunity for conversation. Uh, you're not alone, and these people aren't alone, and a phone number that you can call is 800-273-8255. It's a National Suicide Prevention Hotline, and just understand that uh, storms never last, and uh, that's all I can say. I, I know I've been through depression. I know a lot of people that have been through depression. I know people that have succumbed to depression, but um, the sun always rises, and if you can find someone to talk to, um, we can all get through the tough times together. So with that said, we have a great show here for you today. We're going to break down the entire weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday's DFS slates. We are going to give you hitters and pitchers. And, and I've got to say, Mike and I have talked about this, and we had our intern, Ariel, run some numbers. Mike and I believe that it's not about putting $1,000 down to win $10,000. I mean, if you can, that's great. God bless you. But for most of us, you know, we're putting down 10, 15, 20, 30 bucks, maybe 100 if you're crazy like me, and you're winning every day just enough to make a car payment or to pay your cell phone bill or to go grocery shopping or to take your significant other out for a nice night. You know, winning a couple hundred bucks on a night of baseball, that's a great feeling and that can really change someone's fiscal week. And uh, Ariel did the numbers and Mike is actually in 75% success rate. Three out of every four picks that Mike makes comes in on the money. Uh, me, I'm two out of three. I'm 66%. Uh, two out of every three picks I may come in out on the money. So basically, we're at like a 70, 72% success rate, and that's not bad at all. So when you listen 
Uh, make sure that you take that into consideration. I'm going to break down the DFS slate for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Like I said, I'm going to give you hitters and pitchers. But uh, also today we have a player's perspective. We have Robbie Rowland back, and Robbie does this fantastic thing where he gives us insight into the game where fantasy baseball people may not be privy to. For instance, Robbie breaks down the trend in the game, how there are essentially three or four pitches that are dominating the league right now. Pitches, not pitchers. Those pitches are the four-seam fastball, the change-up, the slider, and of course the curveball. Most major leaguers can recognize a curveball, but it's one of these pitches that is playing so well right now. It's a trending pitch. And Robbie breaks down which pitchers have a mastery of this pitch. These are guys that you should go out and grab, whether it be for rest of season or just daily, or you want to hold them for a few weeks. Because if this is the pitch that is dominating the league, and these are the pitchers that have a mastery of this pitch, you don't need me to tell you it's a formula for success. Another thing Robbie brings up, which I think is fantastic, is looking at basic, basic statistics, easy for me to say, that you can use to have a more informed opinion. For instance, Robbie talks about looking at a hard hit rate versus a pitcher. I mean, it sounds like a no-brainer, but how many of us really do that? When we're looking at our DFS slate or we're looking at our weekly matchups, do we look at what a pitcher's hard hit rate against looks like? Does that have any bearing on our decision? Also, you want to look at exit velocity and barrel against said pitcher. If you look at hard hit rate, exit velocity, and barrel, it gives you an idea of how hitters are getting on this pitcher's ball. And honestly, it works two ways. I'm making it up. If I'm looking at the A's and the Mariners, and I see that you know Marco Gonzalez is on the hill, I want to find A's that have a positive hard hit rate, positive exit velo, positive barrel, not only against the pitcher, but also against the pitches which he tends to throw. That's a big deal also. So it could be Marco Gonzalez. It could be Marco Estrada. It could be... Marco Tardelli, who was an Italian soccer player in the 90s. The point I'm trying to make is I want to see what does this pitcher throw, and then I want to look at my batters and see how they are against that pitch. That's information that I can use, and that's the type of stuff that, that Robbie goes into, really breaks down some good stuff. He also highlights a guy back from injury that is a must-add. So, without further ado, let us hear from the one and only... Robbie Rowland, it's time for a player's perspective. Let's go riding with Robbie Rowe. Hello, your call cannot be taken at the moment, so please leave your message after the tone. Yo, what's going on, guys? This is the Robbie Rowe segment. My name is Robbie Rowland. Every Friday, I will be breaking down the previous week's pitchers who had good, bad outings um, and I'll try to look at it from like an analytical side and then obviously take a look at it from more of a baseball me being a pitcher side of things if that makes any sense I don't know um, but so to recap this past week uh, I don't want to spend too much time talking about these guys but I got to show some love to this I mean obviously being a pitcher I got to show some love to the guys who had a sensational week Chris Sale all right, no secret, 17 Ks. I said on the show last week that he's back, right? I know there was a there was some talk about it uh, in the beginning of the season that his fastball velocity was this and that and blah, blah, blah. We talked on the show about the changeup usage. I think for me, 
kind of him just putting everything together. I spoke on it last week. Uh, me looking at it from uh, a player side of things, it looked, it appeared to me that his first few, I mean, probably the first month of the season, right, was him trying to kind of just get the feel for things, approach it like more of a spring training, um, you know, not worry. He just had 17 strikeouts. For me personally, I was hoping they'd send him out for the eighth, but uh, but it didn't happen. So what are you going to do? Um, the next guy I want to show some love to is a gentleman by the name of Corbin Martin. Literally drafted in 2019. His first full season was in 2018 for the Houston Astros. He got his debut on Mother's Day, went five and a third, three hits, two earnings, one walk, nine strikeouts. Um, again, I don't want to spend too much time, but I did a breakdown on him for those of you guys who don't know him. Um, and then for you, for the guys that don't know me, I totally geek out about like the analytical side, pitch profiling and stuff like that. So I kind of totally dive in. Um, to Corbin Martin's four seam fastball. You can check that out at therobbyroshow.com forward slash Corbin Martin um, to get a better breakdown of that and maybe apply it in your fantasy. I'm not sure, but I know those uh, guys over there in Houston, just kind of the player development is, is second to none. So uh, definitely be on the lookout for a guy named Corbin Martin. Um, next guy I want to show some love to is Luis Castillo. He's not a secret anymore. The dude's having a, a sensational season. That changeup is is just unreal. His last outing, six innings, no earnings, two hits, five walks, which is a little suspicious. But then you then you look on at the box score and you see, oh, he had eleven punch outs. Which, for those of you who are not familiar with baseball terminology, that is eleven strikeouts. And when you're striking out that many guys, um, some walks are okay. Why is that? Again, coming from a baseball side, being a pitcher. Um, there are certain things that we do in a game that potentially is risky, right? Like the three, two changeups in the dirt, maybe hoping for a swing in the miss or, or just certain things of that aspect that we, we do, uh, within, within a game that potentially could lead to walks, but it's okay because we know that a Castillo is a guy that is going to get his strikeouts. So for me, looking at that, not a huge deal. When I see 11 Ks now, if it was five walks, five five strikeouts and a kind of a one-to-one -one walk strikeout ratio, then we have a problem. But um, again, I'm sorry. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but uh, Luis Castillo, I mentioned his changeup earlier, guys. I did a breakdown, uh, went way more in depth than I probably should talk about rabbit holes. Your boy was diving hard into it. Again, if you guys want to take a deep dive with me, the slash Luis Castillo CH, which is changeup, but abbreviated. And uh, the Robbie in uh, Robbie Rocho, that's my first name. It's spelled with a Y. I should have mentioned that first go around, but I didn't. Okay. Again, this is uh, Fantasy Baseball Hour presented by FNTSY Sports Radio. You're listening to the Robbie Rowe segment. Uh, we got to come up with a better name. I don't know. I'll have to talk to the guys about that. But uh, all right. Diving into it. The good. Okay. The, I'm going to go ahead and say the, the highlight of my quote-unquote breakdown of this week is going to be on the pitch profiling. I know I talked a lot about it last week, if you guys tuned in, about the Mike Fires pitch profiling um, and, and the deception that pitch profile can, can create. Uh, just to give you guys a brief little background of where the game is heading from the like pitching side, again, this might not be a secret to most of you, but you know, starting pitching... Um, we are getting to a point where you know we don't want to face or managers don't want to have those guys come out and face the lineup three times in a row, right? Because 
again, I talked about it last week, you create that familiarity with from from the hitting standpoint, and it's just there's that comfort factor, and then you start seeing um, you know pitchers run into trouble, X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. Now, the first guy that I want to highlight is a gentleman that has already thrown two complete games. His last start was, uh, was unreal. Nine innings, four hits, no runs, no walks, seven strikeouts um, in Kansas City. Zach Eflin, who's already... Look at how about this stat? So the Philadelphia Phillies in 2018 had no complete games, like like none, like as like not just one pitcher, the whole team had no complete games, um, at least what when I dove into the stats. But uh, Zach Eflin so far this year in 2019 has two complete games, um, and just to dive a little bit deeper, I think this is an intriguing. It's an intriguing case, right? Because we're just we're not used to that. I think more and more pitchers are, are going for the strikeouts and 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 they're going they, they don't care. I listened to a segment on MLB tonight. They were talking to David Cohn and and he said the game's changed. Like guys have to adapt to them not caring about, okay, you know, I'm I gotta I gotta only throw eight pitches this inning and then nine the next to be efficient so I can get to the ninth. Like it's not about that anymore. Like guys now starting pitchers specifically are just going out there and emptying the tank, giving it all you got uh, from an early standpoint. And I think just for me, looking at a guy like, like Eflin, um, I'm a fan. Again, I don't, uh, not, not trying to speak too much of, you know, in the fantasy baseball aspect, but I know he's going to be a guy that fills it up. And, and look, like um, if, you're, if you're a pitcher that, that ha- shows the manager that you have the ability to go deep into games and still have success when you see the lineup, multiple times right we talked about earlier that that three times through if you're a guy that shows the manager uh that you have the ability to to sustain success in those particular situations your manager is going to have more confidence in you so therefore every time you go out uh that thought in the back of your head is like hey this guy you know he doesn't struggle when he gets to the seventh or eighth or ninth so he's going to have more ability to to get those in i mean like this guy zach eflin he's gonna he's just gonna fill it up right he's a strike thrower like i mentioned uh his outing last week no walks no walks in a complete game is 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 sensational um the big thing for me with him compared to his previous seasons was um you know his sinker four seam combo like which one's better which is the primary and and baseball savant kind of has it as his forcing was his primary, but you look at his outings last year and I did a little bit of research on this and it just appeared to me that in his outings last year, he was predominantly sinkers. Now he's kind of mixed it up uh, again, appears to me just by watching his outings uh, that he's throwing more of those four seam fastballs. Again, in this 2019 with the data analytics, we know that the four seam fastball plays a little bit more. Um, He's not getting a ton of swing and misses, right? But he just, he fills it up. And, and for me, like I said, the, the game within the game type thing is when you show your manager the ability to still have success, the more times that you face guys, the more opportunities that you're going to get deeper into ball games. Um, a stat that stuck out to me, again, I mentioned it last week on the show, for me looking at you know what makes a pitcher good is, is essentially to break it down, like how hard are guys hitting him, right? Like how hard are... Uh, what is the exit velocity? What is the barrel percentage? Those stats really stick out to me. And for Eflin on his four seam fastball, his exit velocity is 85.9, which is sensational. Moving on to the next guy, kind of a similar mantra here in uh, Mike Soroka. Maybe a lot of people don't know him, right? He's like eight years old. <laughs> I was going to say he's like eight years old, but uh, that's way too young. That wasn't even funny. But he's like 15 years old, right? You look at the guy, he's super young. But check this out again. 
I know I'm not speaking to a bunch of guys that don't know what I'm talking about, but this guy, 0.98 ERA in six games, so 36 innings, uh, he's got a 0.98. And, and that's just that's sensational. Um, again, not a guy that's going to miss a ton of bats. He's got 34 strikeouts in 36 innings. But um, guys are, you know, his, his, his bread and butter is his sinker, right? And, and guys are hitting 164 off that. Talk about that exit velocity thing that I'm passionate about. 83.1 miles per hour exit velocity on his sinker. And uh, this part is, is the cool thing for me, just to break it down a little bit more, is, is uh, I talk a lot about on my podcast the, the switch, the change in dynamic that we've had since the introduction of StatCast and, and Pitch Profile and Raps, like all these data analytics that give us the absolutes on these pitches. And uh, ever since then, it's become more of like a four-seam, 12-6 curveball, you know, high RPMs. Like we got to talk about vertical movement and all these things. And, and like I said a little bit earlier is, is the four-seam fastball we know plays pretty well. Whereas like you, you throw back the clock a little bit to the 2011, uh, 2012-2013 years, it was kind of the opposite, right? There was a lot of sinker slider guys, you know, producing weak contact going deeper into games. You look at like the Roy Holidays of the world. Well, he's an anomaly RIP, but uh, he was able to miss bats and produce weak content or content, <laughs> contact. Uh, but I look at Mike Soroka and I think it's just, a, it's, a, it's a paradigm shift, right? So again, it goes back to the familiarity thing with hitters is hitters, um, eventually they're going to start adapting to these high spinning four seam fastballs up in the zone with these 12-6 curveballs that are playing off the four seam. Uh, I personally believe that as superior athletes, we just adapt to whatever the environment is, is giving us. Um, just like how we, how the hitters adapted to, you know, those, those, those years of the sinker slider, they adapted and they, they started producing pretty good result. And then we went to the four scene, but Soroka, I think is a guy, uh, that's, that's sprinkled in here that is doing just that. And hitters are kind of like, okay, now my perception is, is this and that, uh, it's, it's just, it's just different, you know? And I think different looks cause, uh, cause guys a little bit of, um, discomfort, you know, speaking from the hitter side, uh, the bad, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta highlight my boy looking at his last outing, Pablo Lopez of the, of the Miami Marlins, three innings, 10 hits, 10 runs, 10 earned. That's not a good stat line. Um, you know, he produced three, uh, produced, what am I saying? <laughs> he gave up three homers, uh, obviously not a huge stat, but uh, you look at you look at what uh, Pablo Lopez has done. The guy's 23 years old, um, and you go, wait a second, like why are you even highlighting this guy? Blah blah blah. For me personally, man, I'm a big fan, and I don't know if I'm a big fan of this guy because he rocks so super dope stirrups on the mound. But uh, I'm also a big fan again. Like I'm pretty much saying, like the highlight and the and the 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 the, the, the moral of like my breakdowns today is. Again, that pitch profile thing and the familiarity between the pitchers and the hitters. Um, you know, Pablo Lopez is a guy with with a 2079 RPMs on his four seam fastball, um, which puts him in the top 10 amongst major league starters in vertical movement. And it's not the vertical movement that you see like the Verlanders and the Fires, like I spoke on last week about that, that riding factor, you know, that, that getting up factor. He's actually the opposite effect where his 6.6 .6 is like towards the, the top in um, the ability to not, not ride, 
right? So again, I think there's that there's that idea of the hitters familiarity with within the the 2019 way about pitching with those those high riding four seams and I think Pablo Lopez could be a guy and he's had some really good starts this year um you know and I think he could be a guy that uh that when hitters face him it's just it's just different you know and anytime that hitters can face something or someone that's just throwing differentiation if that's a word I think it's a word but I don't know if it was used properly if if a hitters can just you know go from the normal MLB guy to a guy that's spinning it at 2079 with a 6.6 vertical movement it's different you know so there there can be some again uncomfortable at bats there um, but obviously <laughs> we're on the bad subject so wasn't too uncomfortable especially if there, he gave up three home runs but uh you know, it, it, I think the barrel percentage for him speaks for itself, 9.2, um, and the, the major league average is 6.2. So not doing himself any favors there with the with the barrel percentage. Um, but yeah, uh, another quick shout out for the good, just so we don't we don't end this segment on a negative, but uh, just to show some love to a guy that it looked like his starting spot in the rotation was going to be taken by Stripling, but Kenta Maeda. Holy smokes, man. On uh, on Friday, six innings, no earnings, one hit, two walks, six Ks, um, and then came around yesterday and went uh, 6.2, no earnings, three hits, no walks, 12 Ks, and he had 22 swing and misses. So again, that's like a huge stat um, that, that determines, you know, if a pitcher's nasty, if he's going to produce... Um, good numbers moving forward. If, if guys literally swing and do not hit the ball, that's a huge metric for me. And uh, Kenta Maeda, I mean, shoot, man, like he, <laughs> I watched some of his game, man. And, uh, and that slider compared with that, that uh, four seamer on the corner, man, that was, uh, that was pretty deadly. So for me, again, uh, I, I spoke on this earlier. I'm not like a huge fantasy baseball guy as far as I don't know what points and stuff are, but you know, if you're, looking for strikeouts, you know, you, you want to look towards the guys who are getting swing and misses and Kent Maeda in his, in his most recent outing with 12 K's, he got 22 whiffs, um, which is, which is pretty, pretty dang good. Um, pretty high, pretty elite. So that's it for my segment. I'm, I apologize if I went too long and I apologize. Y'all had to listen to my voice for that long period of time. But, uh, if you are interested in, in checking what I got going on out, I'm always active on Instagram where I'm most active. You can follow me at Robbie row one, two R O B B Y R O W one, two YouTube, Robbie Rowland, Twitter, Robbie row underscore one, two. Again, I got a website, the Robbie if you go to the blog segment, I got like a ton of breakdowns, ton of pitch and analyst stuff in there. I totally geek out. It's bad. But um, again, appreciate you guys having me on this this week. And uh, and I look forward to uh, look forward to next week. Oh, before I jump off, I got to say my last week's picks. Let's go, dude. Right. Bauer knew he was coming back. Um, I forget my other picks, but uh, the only one guy that let me down was Martin Perez. So other than that. I mean, I, I, I would say, I, what was I, two for three? Two for three, which is 66. That's, that's a D. Was that good? I don't know. Thanks, guys, for having me. Uh, much love, and, uh, and, and we'll talk soon. See you guys. Robbie Rowe out. All right, some good stuff there, as always, from our good buddy, Robbie Rowland. And he told you all the places that you can find him. And Robbie is, of course, a great follow. So let's look at the weekend 
and look at how we can win some money. Let's start with today, May the 17th. Let's just run down the docket and see if anything jumps out at us. We have the Cubs at the Nationals, Cole Hamels at Max Scherzer. Uh, Scherzer is exciting to me, but the Cubs' bats have uh, have kind of woken up a little bit. I'm not sure if I'm going to touch this game. There might be a player here or a player there, but then again, I could be wrong, but I'm sure Scherzer is going to be priced high. Uh, moving on, the Rockies are at the Phillies. John Gray, who's 3-3 three three with a 4.25 ERA with 51 strikeouts, visits Cole Irvin, who it looks like the Phillies might try to stretch out. Gabe Kapler said that uh, Irvin, a lefty, earned the opportunity to get an additional look, so uh, that's interesting and that's exciting for Phillies fans. Uh, not sure if I'm going to touch anything here as well. Uh, Rockies bats haven't seen Irvin, so if he goes two or three times through the lineup, different conversation, but I'm not so sure. And uh, Gray against the Phillies, interesting, but I'm sure there's better stuff out there. Uh, the Rays, as of now, are to be decided against Chetta Chetta Sabathia, the Yankees. Again, not going to really touch this one. It is uh, nice and sunny and warm here in New York, so that game at Yankee Stadium should go off. But uh, again, not touching it. Here's a series that I like as a baseball fan, not necessarily from a fantasy perspective, though. It's the Astros and the Red Sox. It'll be Garrett Cole versus Rick Porcello. Uh, this is going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, Cole is 4-4 four four with a 3.88 ERA. Porcello 3-3 three three with a 5.15 ERA. So the potential for runs... Uh, it is there, but not really something I'm touching. Here's the chalk for me, and uh, a lot of times when I do this, uh, the chalk doesn't play out, but it's hard to avoid it, and it's a, it's a Friday night for me, so I'm going to be putting in more than one lineup. It's the Mets at the Marlins. It's Jacob deGrom against Trevor Richards. Trevor Richards is 0-5 with a 4.46 ERA. I know the Mets are notorious for not giving deGrom run support here, but from a pitching perspective, I like DeGrom. And if I can get a Met stack in somewhere, uh, that wouldn't offend me. The next game, the Dodgers are at the Reds. Rich Hill is coming back, and he faces Anthony DiScalfani. Uh, I wanted to pick on the Reds this weekend in this Dodgers series, but now I'm not so sure. Uh, this is also something where maybe some Dodger bats might be intriguing, but Di Scafani has been on a, a, a bit of an uptick, so uh, I don't know if tonight's the night to do that. Here's a game I like. It's the A's at the Tigers. It's Frankie Montas, 4-2 and two with a 2.78 ERA uh, against Daniel Norris, 2-1 and one with a 3.63 ERA. I like the A's bats. They put up like football numbers the other day. Uh, they're hot. Detroit is definitely a team you can pick on. So uh, if you like the A's, if you like Montas, maybe you like an A's stack here, question mark. Uh, moving on. Now, I was I thought that this was going to be yesterday's game. It turned out to be that way, but it wasn't the way I thought. I'm talking about the Orioles at the Indians. Trevor Bauer took the hill, and he just, just gave up home run after home run. It was really frustrating. But uh, I think you go back to Cleveland here. They're facing Dylan Bundy. He's 1-5 with a 5.31 ERA. Uh, the Indians are throwing Jeffrey Rodriguez, the 2.92 ERA. So I think that you can definitely stack some Indian bats against Dylan Bundy. Uh, this next one is the Brewers at the Braves. This is Julius Chassin versus Max Fried. Fried uh, was hit by a pitch, I believe, on his hand a little while ago. Going to be uh, seeing if that has any uh, implications here. In Freed's last four starts, his ERA is almost six, and the Brewers just hit home runs. That's all they do. 
So uh, that might be an interesting game to look at if you want to look for some offense out of the Brewers. The Cardinals at the Rangers. I'm going to be picking on this series all weekend long. It is in Arlington. It's hot. The ball flies. The Cardinal bats are really, really hot. The Rangers are throwing Jose LeClerc, and a lot of our listeners will know that LeClerc was a closer, lost his job. Now he's going to be the opener here, and that's going to be interesting to me, but I just I like St. Louis a lot here. I like a lot of St. Louis bats, and if you can get in on it, uh, go for it. And even uh, Miles Mikolas, Mikolas, however you want to pronounce it, uh, may be a sneaky play depending on how expensive or inexpensive he is in your FanDuel or DraftKings lineup. The next one I like is the Blue Jays at the White Sox. I, I just I stick with Lottie. I do. I have him. He's exciting. He's fun. I want to see him play well. So I try to get him in a lot of my lineups. And when I do that, I try to stack, even if it's a mini. Even if I just get the guy hitting ahead of him or the guy hitting after him, uh, it's still getting some shares of Lottie. Aaron Sanchez toes the rubber for the Jays. He's 3-4 and four with a 3.75 ERA. He'll face Ivan Nova. There's a name you love to hear. Two and three with a 6.29 ERA. I think some Blue Jays bats might be interesting. Then we have the Giants at the Diamondbacks. It's Jeff Samarja versus Merrill Kelly. I'm going to pick on this series as well all weekend. It's at Chase Field. I like Diamondback bats all weekend long. The Kansas City Royals travel to Anaheim to renew hostilities with the Los Angeles Angels. Brad Keller, 2-4 with a 4.47 ERA, takes the hill for the Royals, while Matt Harvey, 1-3 with a 6.69 ERA, takes the hill for the Angels. Uh, Harvey has a 4.15 ERA over his last four starts, but he only lasted four innings against the Orioles in his last outing. Uh, I think there will be there will be runs here. Uh, you, you can try some Kansas City stuff here. Maybe you could try Nicky Lopez, Whit Merrifield, uh, maybe an Alex Gordon kind of stack, something like that. Jorge Soler is also reasonably priced, and he's the kind of guy that can surprise you on a night like this. Uh, these next two games are intriguing. Uh, the Twins visit the Mariners. Martin Perez, 5-1 with a 3.11 ERA, will go against Marco Gonzalez, 5-2 with a 3.18 ERA. On paper, these two pitchers are almost identical, and that's going to be very intriguing for me. Is this a low-scoring game? Do you maybe take the pitchers here, or do you think that these bats are going to break out? I'm not so sure. I know Miguel Sano was recently called up, so uh, who knows what that does to the Twins lineup. And then the Pirates are at the Padres, and this to me is a series of two evenly matched National League teams. The Pirates are, I think, 21 and 20. I think they're a game over 500. The Padres are 23 and 21, two games over 500. The Pirates throw Jordan Lyles, 3 and 1, 2.09 ERA. Against Joey Lucchese, 3 and 2, 4.57 ERA. This game is at Petco Park. So um, the history there is that runs are hard to come by, but that's not the case. Watched the game yesterday and saw a few Pirate bats go yard. Um, I don't know if I'm going to really touch this game per se, but uh, that's my opinion of Friday. Let's look at Saturday. And it has to be said that way. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. What is that? De La Soul? Yeah, Ariel, can we get some De La Soul to be played at some point? Let us look at which hitters 
have the most hits. Uh, 517, we got Andrew McCutcheon hits John Gray well. Freddie Galvis hits Ivan Nova well. Edwin Encarnacion, uh, that's another day. Let's see. Kevin Kiermaier hits CeCe Sabathia well. George Springer hits everyone well, including Rick Porcello. Oh, here's a sneaky. Brian Anderson has some success against Jacob deGrom. I don't know if you're going to throw deGrom out there as your pitcher tonight if you'd want to include Anderson in there, but I'm just telling you what I see. Ian Kinsler, who's hot, had a, uh, had a big home run yesterday and a bat flip. He uh, hits Jordan Lyles well. So those are some interesting batters, batters for tonight, the 17th. Uh, the hot pitcher matchups are the obvious Scherzer, DeGrom. Samanja seems to have good numbers against Arizona. I don't love it. I don't believe it. So uh, let's just leave it at that. Let us look at the 18th, which is tomorrow. Some batters that you may want to think about. Jason Hayward has some success against Steven Strasburg. Christian Yelich has success against everyone all the time. Uh, Robbie Grossman, if he's in the lineup, hits Matt Boyd well tomorrow. Charlie Blackman hits Aaron Nola well tomorrow. Um, that's really all that is super sexy to me. Pitchers tomorrow. We like, uh, well, this metric likes Blake Snell and Madison Bumgarner, but I, I want to dive deeper in. Uh, let, let's go to tomorrow's games if we can. MLB, pitcher probables. Did you mean pitcher of water? No, I did not. I meant MLB pitcher probables. Come on, computer. You should know my habits by now, which is a terrible thing to say, but it's kind of true. You ever get these ads that pop up? Like I was looking at a, a cool t-shirt. It says uh, WOBA and XFIP and Swinging Strike, and I'm trying to get someone to get it for me. And now all it does is pop up on like everything, every site I go to, everywhere. Is it still looking for this t-shirt? Still, How do they know? They just know. Let us go to May 18, and let's see who's pitching and who's playing. All right, Tampa Bay Rays visit the New York Yankees on Saturday at 105. That's Blake Snell versus Masahiro Tanaka. That's a game that I watch as opposed to have some skin in. The Jays are at the White Sox. TBD, my favorite pitcher. Pitching against Lucas Giolito. Uh, again, you know, depending on how the game goes tonight, you might be able to find some value in this game. I told you I was picking on it, and I'm going to stay here. The Cardinals and the Rangers, Dakota Hudson against Jesse Chavez, and Chavez is in the opener's role. I just think St. Louis bats uh, go, go buck, as they say, this entire weekend. I'm loving Cardinal stacks all weekend long. Uh, the Rockies and Phillies are still in a series. Senzatella versus Nola. Uh, Nola's 3-0 with a 4.86 ERA, but don't sleep on Senzatella. It's another game I don't touch. Uh, the Mets and the Marlins. Now, yesterday, today, I wanted to pick on the Met, on the Marlins because of DeGrom. Tomorrow, it's Mets against Pablo Lopez. And I'm not so sure that that's something that jumps out at me, that is sexy to me. I may stay away. Uh, Walker Bueller faces Tyler Malley. That's that's where I think I take some some Dodger bats here. Bueller's 4-0 with a 4.15 ERA, and I own him. The Orioles and the Indians. John Means takes the hill for the Orioles against Adam Plutko. Um, I don't know if you want to jump on Indians' bats here. Means has been pitching well. 5-3 and three with a 2.33 ERA. Maybe you stay away from it. Uh, the A's and Tigers are Daniel Mengden against Matthew Boyd. Boyd got touched up in his last outing. I don't know if that's going to happen again. I think I stay away from this one as well. 
Astros and Red Sox, we'll see Corbin Martin. Uh, the Red Sox have not announced their pitcher yet. Another game I stay away from. Cubbies and the Nationals. We talked about some batters that may excel against Steven Strasburg, but it's John Lester, 3-1 and one with a 1.16 ERA. Let that sink in against Steven Strasburg, who's 3-3 three and three with a 3.63 ERA. The Brewers, uh, Chase Anderson comes back to the starter's role. He's 2-0 and with a 3.20 ERA. He'll face Kevin Gosman. I, I like some Brewers bats there. The Pirates, uh, TBD. And when is Joe Musgrove? I think Musgrove's tomorrow, uh, Sunday. Against Nick Margavicius. And I know that everyone is butchering that name, so I don't feel bad. Uh, another game that I think I stay away from. Kansas City and the Angels. Jacob Junis against Griffin Canning. Um... You know what? I like Canning, and I want to be a part of him, although his ERA is a little high for my liking. I may touch this game. I'm not sure. The Giants of the Diamondbacks, I know I've said that I'm going to ride the Diamondbacks this weekend, but this is one on Saturday that I may back off because it's Madison Bumgarner on the hill. And say what you want, he's still Madison Bumgarner to me. Here's my pros pick of the day for Saturday, May 18th. It's the Twins visiting the Mariners. It's a late game at 10.10 p.m. The Mariners are throwing Wade LeBlanc who's 2-0 with a 4.50 ERA, but the Twins are throwing Jose Barrios. He's 6-2 with a 3.05 ERA, and I just think that, that that's the, the value play on Saturday. I know you have to wait because it's late, not because it rhymes, but uh, that's the, the play on the pitching side for Saturday. Let's jump ahead to Sunday here and talk about some pitchers. We discussed some batters for Sunday. I'm sorry, for Saturday. So let's look at the pitchers for Sunday. We'll do the pitchers and the batters for Sunday, and then I will stop talking. Um, the Rockies continue at the Phillies. It's Kyle Freeland against Jared Eikhoff. Eh, Eikhoff is 2-2 two and two with a 2.65 ERA. Depending on how you've done this entire weekend, and if you're feeling froggy, then maybe you could throw some money down on those fills, but otherwise I'll stay away. Charlie Morton, 4-0 the 2.32 ERA and 61 strikeouts. Against the Yankees, uh, the Yankees still have not announced their starter yet. That's going to be intriguing to see who they throw out there. But, uh, I mean, Morton's very good. But, again, I don't want to risk money on a question mark, so I'm going to leave it alone. Uh, the Astros and the Red Sox, the Strohs will throw Brad Peacock. The Red Sox have not announced who they'll throw. Again, that's just a series I'm watching. I'm staying away. I'm not putting my money on it. Here's a good one. Uh, the Mets at the Marlins. It's a 1 o'clock game on Sunday. It'll be Noah Syndergaard versus Sandy Alcantara. Um, smart money might tell you Syndergaard, but at the same time, he really has not been great over his last four outings. So maybe the only time you pick on the Marlins this weekend is, is tonight with DeGrom on the hill. But even then, you're biting your nails. The Dodgers are at the Reds. I like the Dodgers on Saturday. I like them again here today as Hunjin Ryu, 5-1 with a 1.72 ERA. He's in early Cy Young discussions. Against Tanner Roark, 3-2 and with a 3.50 ERA, 43 strikeouts. It's a 1 o'clock game on a Sunday. Um, I like Dodger bats. I just, you know, it, it's it's a safe play for me. The Orioles are at the Indians. The Orioles are TBD, and Shane Bieber is taking the hill for the Indians, and I think Bieber uh, wants to bounce back after a, uh, I think it was a road loss against the White Sox on Monday. He gave up, like, Four home runs and six innings. So I expect Bieber to buckle down here. And I like the Indians. I like Bieber. I like Indians bats. The A's and the Tigers. Again, I'm going with A's bats. Mike Fires takes the hill again. Three and three with a 5.12 ERA. He'll face Gregory Soto, who has an ERA that is like 13 or something. Uh, try to stack some A's bats on your Sunday game. And of course, all this is contingent upon 
if you were successful on Friday and Saturday and you have money to burn. If, if you lost or you didn't do well, then just sit out Sunday and, I don't know, go outside and spend it with your family. How dare you? The Brewers and the Braves, Brandon Woodruff, 6-1, 3.72 ERA. I own him against Mike Fontanevitz, 0-3 with an 8 ERA. Uh, I think, again, you can sit uh, Brewers' bats here the entire weekend. Blue Jays and Shy Sox, Trent Thornton, 1-4 with a 4.8 ERA. Ronaldo Lopez, 3-4 with a 5.5 ERA. Uh, you know, if you have some money to burn, go ahead. But if not, that's not the sexy game. Here we go. The Cardinals at the Rangers. I'm staying consistent here, man. I'm staying with Cardinal bats all weekend long. Jack Flaherty, 4-3 with a 4.34 ERA. Uh, by the way, on Jack Flaherty, if you can buy low on him, if you have an owner in your league that's frustrated, go out and trade for Jack Flaherty because his numbers are going to be better than uh, what you're seeing now. I would look at his FIP in comparison to his ERA to get a real indication of what's going on here. He faces Drew Smiley. Uh, although Smiley's a lefty, he's 0-3 with a 6.85 ERA. He's just not very good at baseball. I'm sorry. So uh, I like Cardinal bats here on Sunday. The Royals still against the Angels. Danny Duffy, 2-1, 3.97 ERA. Tyler Skaggs, 4-3, 5.5 ERA. I mean, again, it's kind of like that Blue Jays-White uh, Sox series. If you're up and you have some money that you kind of want to let ride, then, then maybe you play it here. There, there could be a lot of runs scored here. Uh, the Giants and the Diamondbacks. The Giants are a TBD, and Robbie Ray takes the hill for the Diamondbacks. I like this a lot. I think Ray is poised to really start to uh, to come around again. I mean, he's not doing that badly. He's 3-1 and one with a 3.14 ERA and 61 strikeouts, and that's what you want from Robbie Ray. And he's a lefty, and I, I, I like Ray against Giant Bats here on a Sunday play. Uh, the Twins play the Mariners. It's Kyle Gibson versus Yusei Kikuchi. I say Kikuchi, Kikuchi, Ku. Um, I don't know if I touch this one. I think I just kind of watch this game and enjoy it. Uh, same to be said for this Pirates and Padres game, although my buddy Joe Musgrove is going, and Musgrove must get off the schneid here. I own him. I have not dropped him. So uh, I kind of want to see him do well. And I also think, and ch ch tell me, Ariel, is, Musgrove's from San Diego, isn't he? He is. So Musgrove is from San Diego, and he's, he's starting in his hometown. So he might have some type of incentive so uh, keep an eye on that, depending on how you do today and tomorrow. Maybe you've got an extra buckage to put down on the buckos. Hey, look what I did there. All right, then we have the Cubs and the Nationals. It's a 7.05 game. It's Kyle Hendricks versus Jeremy Hellickson. Again, not something I'm jumping all over per se. Those are my pitchers. Let us talk about our batters for the Sunday slate. Christian Yelich is good. Edwin Encarnacion is good. Mike Trout is good. Uh, George Springer is good. Oh, look, if Brett Gardner plays against Charlie Morton, he's, he, he hits him well. Don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, Kevin Kiermeyer could be a play. Charlie Blackman could be a play. Uh, Joey Votto might be cheap for you on Sunday. And that's for those guys. We've given you batters. We've given you hitters. Our Sunday pitching... Yeah, again, maybe you try you try Milwaukee bats. I think that that's that's definitely the way to go. All right, so we've broken down DFS for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We've heard from Robbie Rowland. Um, we know that Mike the Rotocop is out there protecting the world. Uh, we want to thank everybody for being a part of the Fantasy Baseball Hour. We'd like to hear more from you. Please tweet us, hit us up, comment, all that good stuff that the kids are doing out there. 
And uh, other than that, man, good luck, be safe, have fun. We'll see you out there.